This episode brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Outstanding. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of the Russell, Andrew, the Law. Ooze, we're back again. Ooze, how you feel about our draft we just had yesterday? Outstanding. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> no, if it, was, you, it, was, it was a good draft. It was, it was good to, to have the game back together. We're missing one person. It's been, uh, what, three years since we did a yeah. live draft? So, like, this is our first draft uh, post-pandemic. So, it was good, good to have it. Thank you for hosting. No problem, no problem. Even though it was more than it was more of a Jill wanting to host than you, so yeah. Shout out to Jill; she's the real one. I don't know how yeah. she got so lucky. You know, I don't every know. fantasy player, uh, you know, if you're looking for someone to host your draft, just have your wife do it. <laughs> um, we got lucky, got a house this year, and had a wife that was willing to host the fantasy draft. Because I was not willing, so she persuaded me. Food was, so shout out to food her. was slamming too. That taco salad on top of the glizzy was crazy. <laughs> that was it. Oh, that's the God. new wave, everyone. That's the new wave. Taco salad on top of your hot dogs, that aka glizzies. So, that was so good for people from not from uh, New York. That was so good. But anyway, moving on, guys. We got a uh, NFC to go over. NFC East to be, uh, you know, exact. And we're going to jump right into it. We're going to get to the AFC East later on in the week. And we'll get we'll cover the news in the next show. But like always, like, follow, subscribe, Roster Up Media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the social media outlets, YouTube, and, you know, stay with us all season. Bring you all the content throughout the season till the end of your playoffs, to the end of your championships, rather. So, we'll start with the NFC East. We'll start with none other than the Cowboys. And I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to go on a little bit of a soapbox. Go ahead. <sighs> Last year, started off good for the boys. Ended off terrible. Terrible end to the season in the playoffs like it did. That ridiculous play basically heard around the world. I don't want to talk or dwell on that too much because I will definitely get depressed. And then the offseason comes. We lose Amari Cooper to the Browns. We let go Cedric Wilson to the Dolphins, and Blake Jarwin's nowhere to be found. We get James Washington. That had me a little bit hopeful. Then he got injured during practices and now out for 10 to 6 weeks. But we did draft uh, rookie Tolbert who I mentioned, you know, a couple shows ago. Go check out that show if you haven't uh, for the rookie episode. And the what did Cowboys. You do over had... the weekend? Huh? What did you do over the weekend? I forgot. Ooze was telling me about the draft uh, during the this, draft. This, I this boy, him. this boy was out there returning touchdowns. Yeah, two punt returns for touchdowns. No, he had, a, he had a kickoff return and a punt return. Both oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this guy, that guy was shining through. So, so fantasy wise, unless you're getting yardage for kickoffs and touchdowns in the, the special teams, 
that wasn't going to really help you, but maybe it pushes him up the, the wide receiver board. Definitely did for C-Baby. I know he got him. Yep. I do have a league where it is um, return yards and touchdowns, so taking him again probably. So but, those uh, leagues are great for the Devin Hesters and the Johnny Knoxes. Oh, of course. But back to these guys. They had the most yards last year, most total yards, most yards per game, and most points. That's because the defense led the and the defense led the league in takeaways with digs, you know, uh freakish. What do you get? Seven was it something like seven or eleven takeaways last year by himself? I thought it was eleven. I thought it was eleven too. So uh, yeah. Like some absolutely yeah, I think it was eleven. I think it was in yeah. double digits, yeah. I think you're correct. I think it was eleven. So I try to be a realistic Dallas fan. I'm not saying this is our year again. Every year but, is our year. <laughs> no matter what you say. But I want to be, you know, I'm trying to be better than most Dallas fans. And as I'm sitting here writing this, I think to myself, what comes to mind here? Um, you got these, you know, good players, Dak, Zeke. They always finish up, you know, 12, something like that. They have a good floor. Um, you have CD with a, you know, breakout brewing. You have Schultz last year, third in tight ends. And just, you know, go top five for us, please. So my thoughts is they're great for fantasy, good floors, but this, you know, is this the year it kind of ends with these floors? Um, someone like Zeke getting older, someone like Dak, you know, not having all the weapons that he needs because he, you know, they ship everyone out and people are getting injured, not to mention Michael Gallup's on the pup. So six years for Zeke, a lot of miles and rushing yards on him. And, you know, it's going to be hard for Dak to make top 10 again. So the question I have for you guys, basically, you know, and we'll get to the individual players, but I just want to ask overall here, are the Dallas players worth it? Is it, you know, are you dying to have anyone from Dallas on your team? Um, I would say me and Ooze raved Zeke last year, but I don't feel the same way I do about him last year. Yeah. I have faith, you know, that they'll get wins, but I'm not sitting here going crazy like I need one of them on my team. I'll probably have them on my team just because, and I already have two from yesterday's draft. But through my whole rant and my whole sob story, you guys can chime in. Am I a little bit crazy here? Am I kind of Dallas depressed? Or am I overthinking things? Or, you know, do I just need to sit here and remember it's a high-powered offense and just draft the Dallas players where they fall? Yeah, I feel like you should just draft the – Dallas players where they fall, right? Because like Zeke, you talk, you talk about Zeke. He, Zeke's been falling to mid second to early third, right? Um, when, you, when you talk about uh, his ADP, uh, for Dak, he's the same way. But he like to, for Dak in twenty twenty one, he he finished seventh QB overall in fantasy. I mean, you can't you can't beat that. This year, he might even finish higher to, just for the fear fact of you know, I think. Dallas is going to be behind most of, most of the games because they only have CD and Zeke. Michael Gallup, I'm not worried about. Um, you guys have a, the rookie. I'm not worried about. Uh, Dalton Schultz, he's, he, he runs like a 5-2-40. Like, I'm not worried about him as, as well. But I feel like the, Dak is going to do what he did last year. He's going in the air, use his athleticism, run the – like, he's going to scramble for a good 30 yards a game. 
and he's gonna be a fantasy god in that top 10 of quarterbacks so i, I feel like Dak for sure zeke last year he wasn't as good as people wanted him to be that's why he's dropping adp only had a thousand and two yards uh 10 touchdowns um but i feel like it'll be the same song this year with him because of the fact that they're gonna be down so much you know so i have the eagles win the nfc east anyway so you know we'll, we'll see lance before you chime in i just want to say a couple stats on these guys um Dak has been in the league for six years. He's been a top 14 QB five out of the six years besides the year that he, you know, broke his ankle uh, week five in 2020. And that was a monster and, year he was having too before that. Yeah, he was going off. Then Zeke has also been in the league for six years, and he's been a thir- uh, top 13 back in all six years and finished top five three times. But, you know, each year his yards per game average goes down each year so he has the floor there we already talked about cd you know beforehand please break out and then dalton schultz last year tight end three 78 receptions eight touchdowns and 880 yards so after all those stats my sob story and ooze you know talking about them what do you have on the dallas cowboys and i saw you grimacing beforehand so i know it's coming listen i i hated on the cowboys last year and I drafted all the ones that fell to my lap. And honestly, that's the way you should play for almost any position. They fall to you. If you see somebody falling down the falling down the draft board, you might just be getting a dislocation in value right there. So me getting C D Lane where I got him, me getting Dak where I got him, possibly could have been uh, good fortune for me. However, I, I don't reach for Dallas Cowboys. You're going to get burned each and every time. Staying at Dak has finished in the top 14 all five of his years. As a quarterback, that stat is almost useless, right? Top 14 quarterback is useless to most teams. Unless you got a top five, your team is really struggling to pick up points everywhere else. I mean, it was six last top year. Top 14 for a running back? Top 14 for a running back is, well, that's your second starter. Top 14, you, you're playing two to three running backs on your team. You're playing one quarterback. Top 14 is not that great. The other problem with Dak last year was he had two to three games where he put up single digits or like 10, 11 points. For a quarterback, that's that's almost Blake Bortles territory. You can't have 23 <laughs> points one week and then put up 10 points for me the next. I don't need that out of a quarterback. I need consistency out of a quarterback, especially – Oh, yeah, and some quarterbacks are the ones that you really want consistency out of because you can't really go to your bench to put somebody else in. You need a quarterback to be useful. So don't reach for a Dak. You know what he's best at. His weapons didn't get any better. So discount him. And if he falls to you, take him. But don't take him because you think, oh, he could just be as mobile as Jalen Hurts. Get that out of your head. No, he can't. The upside for Hurts this year is a lot higher than it is for Dak. Mainly because if you look what the Eagles did, you look at what the Cowboys did, one of them was adding and the other was subtracting. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, with the Zeke thing, though, I would say he finished sixth in in fantasy points among uh, running backs uh, with just 
Well, six for running backs is good, right? Top that's six, yeah, top twelve. That's what I'm saying. Top like, twenty-four. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he, like, you know, RB one, RB two. Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Mixon, Harris, Connor are only five running backs to finish above him, and his. Mm-hmm. Even though he, it seemed like stat-wise he just wasn't all there. He was really giving you consistent numbers last year. Besides the first game against Tampa Bay, his first, his his next uh, five games, he uh, he he averaged about twenty seven points a game. So it went sixteen, twenty five, twenty, twenty four, and then fifteen. I mean, the, for Zeke, falling, they're not bad. No, but, but in the fourth round, that's a good thing. Oh no, you I don't reach for that. Fourth round, but in the yeah. in, the, in the late second, early third, yes. I mean that's a guy that I'll definitely go get. I mean, last, yesterday he almost fell to fell to me. I only want, needed one more pick, and that could have really changed the, the way. It, like I was talking to my brother when he walks, I was like, "This guy's really falling for some reason." And I don't think Zeke has. It just he hasn't been as flashy as before. So that's why people were just like, "Oh, he's just he, you know, he's fat. He keeps eating L's. You know what I mean? All this stuff. This that third. But this guy's really been like there." Right, so for me, I think Zeke in that late second, early third, if you can grab him, I definitely think you should grab him there. Just the one thing you do want to bring back up is if you think they're playing from behind, Zeke's not exactly the back for you in that occasion. Still going to be Tony P. Um, so while while you may hope that Dallas has the ability to feed Zeke. Ultimately, in the passing game, Zeke just doesn't show up. All right. And that's a good reminder. Didn't bring up Tony Pollard. He was uh, 28 last year, RB. Almost cracked the RB2 range. Probably a very good flex play in most leagues. Um, Absolutely. You know, pick him up mid, late rounds. um, And, you know, unfortunately, if Zeke goes down, misses a game, Tony Pollard steps in. He'll solidify that role. All right. Enough of the Cowboys. Soapbox is over. On to the Eagles. A little quick story. When the draft happened, as I'm sitting in Mexico for a wedding, trying to watch the draft on my phone, and then also watch the Spanish version of the Pirates of the Caribbean production going on, for some strange reason, my mouth drops, and I see that AJ Brown gets traded to the Eagles mid-draft. Oh, you and I almost vacation when this happened? Yeah, and I almost oh, lost my mind. Lord, I can only imagine. Bartender, of give all... me a drink. <laughs> I need <laughs> yes, a drink. Sir. Of all the teams, of all the players, of all the times. But that's what they did. They traded for AJ Brown. Um, it was a very demoralizing thing for me. And they are trying to, you know, build around Jalen Hurts. So, you know, my own breakout candidate, Jalen Hurts, um, he led the QBs in rushing and rushing touchdowns last year and was a top or number 10 overall. Um, after that, for the running backs, you got Miles Sanders, Kenneth uh, Gainwell backing him up. Wide receivers, you got A.J. Brown, uh, Devontae Smith, second-year guy, and Dallas Goddard at the tight ends. So, guys, speak to you know some of these you know guys, whoever you want, whoever you want to start with. I have some questions along the way, but um, 
I, like U said earlier, I see them taking the East. And we've already talked at length, you know, for Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard, different players throughout the, you know, the different shows. So uh, just give me your take here on the Eagle players. Yeah. So, like you said, Jalen Hurts, breakout season. I mean, he ranked nine on the quarterbacks for fantasy points, um, averaged 21.4 points per, uh, per game in fantasy. And a lot of people just didn't think it was going to happen. You know, a lot of people, uh, he went off drafted in most leagues, unless you're doing a super, super flex and two, or two QB league that, you know, you can start two quarterbacks. But this guy started off hot. I don't think people thought he can do it on a consistent basis. But this guy really outdid everybody's expectations. Like, you're, you're looking at, you know, for his first seven weeks, very crucial in fantasy as well, right? 28.8, 21.8, 22.5, 28.2, 23.9. I mean, this guy was just ramming off points, you know, per, per game. And you're sitting there like you you probably needed some some of those points to offset your, your bad draft or bad weird pickup. And this guy was just sitting out there for weeks. I don't think till week six or seven, people, you know, like, hey, let me pick this guy up because my quarterback sucks. You know what I mean? So um, I think Jalen Hurts is definitely like, I think he's going to even just go another step further. And he... You, you look at the weapons they added. You know, Miles Sanders is going to be back healthy. They, they're liking Gainwell. A.J. Brown, I mean, A.J. Brown is going to, I think he's going to eat, but it's also a, a great spot for Devontae Smith because who are you going to put the number one corner out of? Devontae Smith? A. Brown. Or A.J. Brown. You're going to put on A.J. Brown. Mean, means what? Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith are now open. They're going to get the number two. So, this is this is for them is uh, for the Eagles and for fantasy. I think this, these guys are going to just blow. And he, I think AJ Brown also has a better quarterback in Jalen Hurts than he does in Ryan Tannehill. And Ryan Tannehill only had he only, last year. I think he was injured a couple of games, but he only had five touchdowns, eight hundred sixty nine yards. That's that's not, that's not AJ Brown. You know what I mean? Like he should be a thousand yard receiver. So for me. Everything is going to be like everything is upscale. Up, like, just keep climbing up for the Eagles. Keep on going, Lance. Let me ask you this: um, I mentioned before, did AJ Brown play last year? Uh, thirteen. He only played thirteen games. So there's the problem there with AJ Brown is he has potential, but he's. He's more fragile than Julio Jones, and he was on the same team as Julio last year. I don't know if he caught anything from Julio. Julio taught him some of those injuries, but A.J. Brown has not been a healthy person, and I don't think he's going to be really healthy in this new area. I can't imagine that the people in the medical staff at uh, Philadelphia is going to be much better. I think he's just he's got durability issues, and some people should just make sure that they – count that into where they draft him. Let me ask you this, Lance. I brought up the fact that um, I compared Diggs to Allen in his third year when he got Stephon Diggs. Do you think something similar could happen here? Uh, you think a breakout for Jalen Hurts? Could he be top five this year? Um, your thoughts on Hurts? I don't think Hurts has the same arm that Allen has. I think there might be some more uptick. I, I definitely think that 
Hertz has the ability to make or break certain fantasy teams. But I don't think that that means that Brown is going to do the same thing that Diggs did. The difference there is they had Diggs, but basically nobody else. So Diggs went off. So it wasn't just Allen that had a career year. Diggs ended up having a career year, too. I don't think that's going to happen with Brown. I think Hertz will still have a career year, but I just don't. Ooze might be right. If they put the quarterback, if they shade, shade the long cornerback onto Brown, maybe that means Devontae is going to eat. Or maybe more other other receivers. I think tight ends might get a little bit more work. That That's a good thing for Joe Dirk. Um, it might mean Devontae Smith might get some more work. And that boy needs to stay healthy, too. It's not a good look that a lot of the wide receivers in Philly aren't exactly the healthiest. Um, but I think Hertz is still going to do it, and mainly because of his legs. And that really should discount the running backs there in Philadelphia, if they already had it. Yes, very good point. Uh, Miles Sanders goes a little bit either before or after Hertz, depending on what happens. Um, They usually go – I've seen them go one pick after each other. So draft Miles Sanders with some you know hesitation if you see him going around Jalen Hurts because that's kind of what hurt him last year. Yeah, it, it definitely did hurt him last year. Only finished at uh, RB45, only played 12 games. Um, he just, just couldn't get it off. But it was one of those things that Eagles fans, cause, you know, us based in South Jersey, you know, we have – we listen to a lot of Eagle radio, talk radio, and whatever it would be. They were begging – Pleading with Coach Seniority to be run the ball, please run the ball. You know they were crying <laughs> out to this guy, and then when, you know, and Jalen Hurts kept hearing it, and he just was like, "I'll run it." Guys, and he and but but once he did, you know, he, he started running off points, fifteen point seven, fifteen point six. You know, like if if they can keep that you know, run past balance, you know, the Eagles players can be very viable in fantasy. All right, let's keep it moving. We're going to Washington, the newly named commanders. Um, Real quick, Scary Terry got paid a few weeks ago. They got uh, Ooze's boy, Carson Wentz from Indy. They drafted uh, Hawan Dotson and Brian Robinson in the draft. And the main thing I want to bring up here is Gibson, who was a top 12 back two years, was going very high in drafts last year. It's not looking so good for him now. And uh, I don't know. It just looks bad after the fumbles in the preseason games. It's, uh, for me, it's pre- oh, come on, guys. It's preseason. And these commanders are treating my man like he didn't rush for 1,000 yards last year. He didn't have seven touchdowns last year. Like, so you don't sound concerned. I mean, they were playing from behind a lot. So I mean, he, do we expect Wentz to to change that at all? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, Wentz wasn't a bad quarterback. He was just a bad quarterback. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like this guy who went, you know went twenty seven and seven. He had he had a ninety four point six uh, QBR rating. He wasn't bad, but at the same time, he was bad. He just had bad decision-making. He had bad uh, awareness on the field when it comes to under pressure. So him and throwing down the field and getting those plays to Scary Terry, 
Curtis Samuel, you know, um, Logan Thomas just got off the pup. He's practicing now. So he can get the ball to them. It just, do you trust him? I mean, he only has seven interceptions as well. So, you know, like, Doc Prescott had more interceptions than him. So, it was just, he just had bad decision making. So, I'm not, people are really, like, fading the commander wide receivers, which I don't, I think that's a problem. I feel like you should, you know, if he's, if they're like, Scary Tay fell late, grab him up. Curry Samuels fell late, grab him up. Logan Thomas, Grab them up because even though the commanders might might not be that good, Carson Wentz is gonna get them the ball. I know that for a fact. So, I, so here are the quarterbacks recently in Washington: Heineke, Haskins, Alex Smith, Keenum, Kyle Allen, Colt McCoy, and Gilbert. So I would say, hopefully for McLaurin's sake and Logan Thomas and Dotson. That you know, Wentz is a quote unquote upgrade than him. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's them. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 a for sure upgrade. That's a for sure. And upgrade. I want to I want to point out, you know, if you are streaming uh, quarterbacks, if you kind of get to the mid season and you need to stream someone, they play Houston Week Eleven, Atlanta after that, the Giants, then the bye week, then Giants again. That's a, so that's a nice a good. That's a nice good, little stretch. Thing. Yeah. Wait a wait a and, beat, CB. That's a that's a great line right there for for streaming quarterbacks, man. I mean, that guy might go off. And so, just Bad a couple defenses. more things. Bad defenses. Yeah, just a couple more things to point out here. Scary Terry, um, he's finished twenty nine, twenty, and twenty five, and you know, with the upgrade at QB, could we see him go off? And also, if you kind of went. There's a new term f- floating out there called uh, double hero RB. So you went kind of RB, RB in the first two rounds. If you did that in your draft, would you be okay with Scary Terry being your number one this year? That's something I wanted, I thought about when writing this. Mm-hmm. Your number one. Because oh, that's where he's going in the third. And your options, you know, there for wide receiver are, you know, it's a gamble because, you know, some make or break years for some of these guys. DJ Moore is going around there. T. Higgins, Deshaun, or Deontay Johnson. Mm, okay. So he's going, so his current ADP is 4.06. So mid, mid fourth round, right? Okay. He's dropped. He's yeah. dropped. Yeah. Um. Oof. Here's a little name game for you, Lance. I'm, I'll, I'll give you uh, four wide receivers around him, and you let me know if you take the other guy or Scary Terry. All right. Uh, let's start. Michael Pittman Jr. or Scary Terry. Pittman Jr. said. Yep. Uh, Deontay Johnson. Gary Terry. Mm. DJ Moore. Scary. Really? Ooh. Even with, with yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even with um, even with uh, Baker being named the, the starting QB now. 
Name a wide receiver that finished in the top 20 with Baker Mayfield. Okay, let's keep, keep going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one more. Uh, I'll wait for it. Oh, OBJ is calling me right now. <laughs> Jalen Waddle. Terry Terry. And most of that is you're looking at the second wide receiver on some of these teams, and you're looking at a second wide receiver on a non-proven quarterback team, too. You got Pittsburgh, who's likely trotting out the rookie. Mm-hmm. You don't know who his preferred person's going to be to throw to. Is it going to be Pickens? Is it going to be Claypool? Is it going to be Deontay Johnson? What about do you, um, do you think rookies winning that battle over Mitch Trubisky? I would hope so. True. I would hope so. Like, no team should really be starting Mitch Trubisky. True. True. Um, but, but I'm not saying – we're talking about at, at some point they're going to switch. Mitch is not the, the first year full year, right? This is one of those Kurt Warners to Eli uh, Manning kind mm-hmm. of things. Maybe he starts off, but Pickett is going to get in there. The other one is Tua. Tua, they got Tariq Hill. They're going to be force-feeding balls there. Jalen Waddell, as good as he is, he's playing the same role as Tariq. What are, what are they going to do, crossing routes all day long? And how many times is he going to pick Waddle over top of Terry? Right. So I'd rather have Scary Terry, who's supposedly the number one wide receiver there, and I can't imagine it's going to be any different from Wentz. All right. Last thing I want to talk about with the Commanders, then it's our New York football giants. Logan Thomas, he's currently on the pop, pup, but it's another no, he's player off, he's that... Off, he's off, he's off, he's off. Oh, never mind. Yep. Off the pump. Yep. He does. He just got uh, off today, I believe. Okay. He's another player that uh, Cody, our DFS host, go check them out if you haven't. He put me up on him. He's a great DFS play, but there are some players that I feel are great DFS plays and not great fantasy plays. So, I mean, you can stream him if you need to. I listed those games earlier. So, you know, in that stretch, maybe Logan Thomas catches a couple touchdowns in there as well. But, you know, he's going undrafted. It's just something to bring up. Logan Thomas might be a good streaming play. Um, Time for the New York Giants. Quiet offseason. They lost Evan Ingram. Not going to spend too much time here because the Jets and the Giants are dumpster fire. And we're gonna cover the Jets in the next show, so we got to keep the you know New York hype and hatred down, so Lance can stomach it. But um, Daniel Jones going undrafted. Uh, they got Tooney and Galladay at the wide receiver. Ricky Sales Jones at uh, tight end. But the main person we want to highlight here is Saquon Barkley. So real quick, I read something that said, based on like age, metrics, offense, um, the same player not repeating a number one finish at RB1, they picked four players that could be potential RB1, like overall this year. It was Saquon, Swift, Najee Harris, and Javante Williams. And I was surprised about mm. Barkley because I think he was already number one and he's been in the league for a couple of years and now he's been dealing with these injuries. So, I mean, 
I don't think he would be number one. That'd be surprising to me. But, you know, how we feel about Saquon, you know, going into this year, um, especially on this, you know, offense that is not that good, obviously. Yeah, I think it goes to what you just said there. Is the offense is not that good. Hopefully with um, Brian, is it Brian Dable, um, offensive mind that came from the Buffalo Bills, now head coach of the New York Giants, can do something. At the same time, still doesn't give me optimism because of the fact that he came from the Bills and the Bills had a graveyard of running backs there. Zach Moss, Davidson, Terry, um, just couldn't run the ball over there. So I don't know what's going to change from him coming from the, the Bills over to the Giants and thinking that he's going to run the ball. Maybe because they didn't have the caliber of running back that you know the Giants have, but we'll see. Um, last year was his first full year off of the injury. Um, Unfortunately, he got injured again. I think it was the ankle. So he only played 13 games last year. Um, this year, hopefully, just, you know, they keep, they kept him out. I think they, he played him the, the first preseason game for a series or two. And then now he's out just for um, precaution's sake. I think Saquon is the only bet of pick up anybody really. And uh, Tony for the Giants in fantasy uh, relevance. But I think this guy can be up there, maybe get back into the top 10 on running backs, but we'll see. Lance, figuratively speaking, if you had the number one pick in your draft, you take, you know, one of those top RBs, Jonathan Taylor, McCaffrey, or Henry, then you're coming back, you got the second, you know, round and third round picks coming now. Say Saquon fell to you, would you draft him? round the second or the third you got two picks now because you were first and he fell all the way to the second slash third his current ADP is two seven so yeah he's not getting much out of the third round um but i have seen drafts no. where he he makes it no way. yeah he can make it down yeah he can definitely make that way yeah i would i would want him in the fourth i would take fourth any round you think he's going to drop to the fourth round no, that's where I would take him. Look, the guy's injured every year for the last three years. No, 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 stop that. He's been in the league for five years. He had an ACL tear in in his third year, but that year's gone. So now the last year, which is his fourth year, is his first time back um, from the injury, and he, only, and he played 13 games. So he only missed three games. Let's not, let's, let's not leave him as being... Injured all and games, but those were those were very important games. And on top of missing three games, it wasn't exactly like he put up Adrian Peterson numbers no. after coming back from the injury. But again, the only we said this in in, in um, old podcast uh, episodes that the only person that I've seen come back from an ACL injury and dominate the league was Adrian Peterson, and he was old as dirt too at the same time. So and he was old as dirt at the time. Yeah. So, so you're talking about it usually you're talking about for someone to. The guy, Adrian Peterson, also had statistics, uh, not the statistics, but he had health health uh, stuff behind us that we knew maybe this was going to be different with him. This is the same guy who tore his MCL in his rookie season and was back a few weeks later and pumping out 200-yard games. That's not the same thing with Saquon. I mean, and Adrian Peterson was doing it on a team with uh, Tavarius Jackson and a terrible offense. He was bringing them to the playoffs. He was literally carrying the team. But Saquon? Can't do that. 
even if they try and feed him the ball, he never is able to do that. So, no, I don't really want him anywhere in the third round with that injury risk. And, look, you guys also poo-pooed CMC when I kept saying that boy is fragile as anything. (laughs) And who turned out to be – who turned out to be one of those paper glass things that the Hollywood uses for those action films? Uh, I got shattered <laughs> last year. Lance, I love so I just want to say this. I just, I, just I, say just, this. I, just, I just couldn't. I just can't agree with you saying this though, because in 2018 this guy finished second in running backs. In 2019 he finished tenth in running backs, and 2020 is where he got injured. Yeah, but in 2019 he finished tenth in running backs, but he was drafted second. I mean, I still. I mean. That's mid second round. That's a whole that's a whole round difference. So let me say this. You gotta remember last year too, he had that weird accident where he stepped on the Dallas players foot and yeah, twisted his ankle. ankle. Yeah. So that was just weird, you know. He was out for three games for that. Three yeah. Games. Four games. And four? that yeah. game was that that was four and that game was very early. So he basically almost missed that game as well. Yeah. So five games, but like, you know, if if he hadn't stepped on that dude's foot, is this the same conversation almost? I'm asking that in my mind. But know. you know, you can't predict injury. Obviously, there's a lot of injury risk with a lot of these players. I just want to point that out as well. You know, Davin Cook had an early um career of injuries and now he's been healthy the last two seasons. Christian McCaffrey played every whatever games, and now he's played only 10 games in his past two seasons. So injuries, obviously, take them into consideration when you're drafting like Lance is doing, like he's mentioned before, risk avert. He's an accountant, but sometimes you got to take the risks, guys. With that being said, we have done the NFC East, and anything you guys want to add before we log off? No, I just can't wait for this uh... AFC East. It'll be cool. nice, quick, and sweet. <laughs> All right. So the next show, please tune in again. Midweek, AFC East. It's been real from the Russell. See you.